Hello, everybody. This is Anna and Brian from Amada World Podcast. And today we have our next guest for the Web3 episode, Tim, who is the CEO and co-founder of Token Tracks. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, Anna. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Could you please give some small introduction to yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. So my background has been the intersection of media and technology for, well, 25 years plus. Uh, so I'm old. <laughs> so I, yeah, I I joined a newspaper called The Guardian in the mid 90s as advertising salesperson. And, and back then, it was exciting when we could run an ad in the newspaper in colour. And there were a couple of people in a different part of the building who were tinkering around with this thing, which had just been invented called the internet. And then I stayed at The Guardian for 20 years and left in 2016 as the global revenue director of a business which looked completely different. Rather than reaching hundreds of thousands of people, it reached hundreds of millions of people. Rather than making its money from selling ads in the newspaper, it made its money through a whole host of different digital revenue streams. And yeah, and, and what I learned there in, in 20 years and why I stayed for 20 years was how to do constant change and develop new business models and make change happen in what's fundamentally a creative content organization being impacted by by new technology. So that that's that became my thing. And then I ran a video ad tech company for a while. I did set up a consultancy, which was consulting different media and tech companies, navigating change and helping investors in the space. And then, yeah, then a few years back, along came token tracks which was intersection of all all the things that i love about professionally about new business models and, and new technology and and what i love personally which is music fantastic that was a nice well we tour of a very diverse background for sure yeah i just wanted to dive a bit more into i guess your your first time you encountered the term web tree and what inspired you to get involved with you know specifically token tracks and like yeah i'm sure there's more to the story can you tell us a bit more about that yeah so i think i i first encountered web3 and blockchain other than yeah other than hearing about it and reading about it yeah actual sort of personally personal encounter was probably like a lot of people of my generation through through my sons who were my my sons are like 20 20 odd years 25 years younger than me and they were they were trading altcoins as teenagers and that that was that was my first experience, and then um, and then professionally, my first experience has been token tracks. And how token tracks came along is I have a I have a colleague who's also a co-founder called Paul Taylor, who's who I met at the Guardian. Paul spent a lot of time doing diverse entrepreneurial projects, including a sort of renewable energy projects in in sub-Saharan Africa, and he got into crypto uh, sort of twenty fourteen twenty fifteen. And the way Paul got into crypto was that he had a graphic designer friend who designed the Ethereum logo and was paid a lot of ETH because ETH, back then ETH wasn't worth very much for designing the Ethereum logo, exited, sold it all, pocketed 75 million or so. And yeah, that's that's how Paul got into crypto. So the, uh, um, yeah, but yeah, my, my journey in has been really through token tracks and of and a personal connection to Paul and the project and and then when he when he pitched pitched it to me it sounded like something which was you know just really exciting transforming the music industry using this incredible technology and actually yeah having the opportunity to do something 
really powerful and good within that um because you know the music industry is a yeah, special industry full of special people full of creative geniuses lots of whom struggle to make a living from their work and having the opportunity to do something that can change that and allow more people to make more money was was really exciting for me and then just sort of yeah other bit of my personal background that connects me to music is um, I DJed from kind of yeah late 80s to uh, to kind of 2010 or so uh, yeah not never never headlining any big clubs but playing at playing playing undercards at big clubs and and and, and some sort of more underground parties and stuff as well oh wow that's impressive but maybe you can give more information about token tracks like how does it work maybe some examples or the artists you're working with or i'm sure there's a lot of like interesting stories about that yeah, sure. So um, just a yeah, quick introduction to, I know Anna and Brian, you know what Token Tracks is, but maybe some people here listening don't. And you can see it on tokentracks.com. That's token, T-R-A-X.com and, and have a look around. What you'll see is that we've built a pretty incredible technology, which is a, a purpose-built set of Web3 solutions, particularly focused around NFTs uh, for the music industry. And so purpose-built for the music industry means it has to be no coiner friendly. So you can pay with credit cards and, and, and use a semi-custodial wallet, which means you can log in with your email address. It means that it has to be creative, beautiful visual space so that artists can tell, the sto- tell their stories about, about their work. And the technology we've built at Token Tracks is not a marketplace. It looks like a marketplace, but really it's a marketplace that can sit anywhere. And that, that's what we do. So we we build Web3 solutions for music industry communities. So that could be a record label, a radio station. So we're working with a film. Um, we have a, a cool creative project in the climate change space with the United Nations. I'll, I'll tell you some more about some of those in a minute to, to make it come alive. But really, yeah, really what we do is deliver technology that Web3 technology that's purpose built for, for artists, record labels, radio stations, music content communities to create direct connections with their fans and help find new ways of making money. That sounds like a really exciting solution. Is there like uh, a lot of brands that you're working with at the moment that use this technology? Like any of them that you can share? Yeah, let me let me give you a, a few examples of, of where you can see our technology in a in, in someone else's space, really, because that's where it gets interesting. So so one type of customer we'll work with would be a content community. So like a radio station would be an example of that. Open Lab, awesome radio radio station and music community based out of Ibiza. Um, they run some fantastic club nights also in Ibiza and, and here in London. I think they've got one coming up this weekend, in fact, a little Portland Street. But, and they use our technology to um, to have for for a membership pass and also to issue issue some really limited edition special audio visual NFTs that are um, collaborations between artists um, visual and musical artists that, that they put together so that's yeah that's that's open lab you'll if you click on nfts within the open lab website you'll you'll find technology that we've built we've done something similar for for a boy band called Here at Last and their NFT sales helped them to get to number two in the indie charts because all NFTs sold on token tracks are chart registered. And that's a pretty special achievement for, for a small independent, ind- independent band. We have a 
track studio which is what we call our white label marketplaces live on a film streaming website called the drop the drop.movie is direct to consumer and um, streaming service that's been created by the producers of of a film called trapping and um, trapping's about county lines it stars some of the big names in uk hip-hop like abracadabra and and it's been created by Femi Ayinaran and, and Nikki Slinting Walker, who did movies like The Intent, and Femi was also in Kid Hood. So they, yeah, they create their own film, and rather than release it immediately on to cinema or Amazon or Netflix, they have initially released it. Just only it's only available on the Drop Dot Movie. You can either rent it or you can buy NFTs, which allow you to watch it anytime you want and get access to exclusive events and behind the scenes footage and so for example anyone who buys that nft this weekend will get a chance to go to a private screening that will only have 40 people and and it's members club on month on monday of this week and so there's a few examples and then the the one i'm most excited about at the moment is called mice hell which is a climate change project in collaboration with a record label called conscious music and the united nations Oh, that's that's quite quite a lot of examples, yeah. I'm really curious, actually, about the like the I guess the consumer experience for this. How aware are they that these are sort of backed by Web three or NFTs? Was that some another educational thing that you needed to get involved with? Like, how how did you educate the consumers of of these NFTs? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's part of the process. Really, we 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 don't hide the fact that. And we're using Web three technology. We're we're yeah, we're proud of that, and and also we have a large number of we, we're serving two types of communities. We have the listeners of Open Lab, or the I suppose yeah, as an extreme example, maybe the fans of Here at Last who are a boy band, so they're probably yeah, they're teenagers, probably the the fans of Here at Last, and and yeah, and maybe the customer is actually mum and dad of the teenager. And so, yeah, they they probably have zero Web three familiarity. That's we're serving those types of people on the, on one hand, and then the other hand, we've got sort of specialist Web three record labels who are launching NFTs on on our own on token tracks and building Web three record labels on token tracks. And their communities are Web three native, so we have to serve both. Which yeah, and and the way we do that is to you know, keep at the edge of Web three technology, but make it as user friendly as possible. And and then when we're when we're launching products to communities who are I guess no coiners, then we make sure that we're very clear about yeah what the benefit is of and, and and maybe and we call things a membership pass or a VIP film pass or an EP bundle rather than rather than the use use the word NFT. Do you think, for example, Web3 can allow for some collaborative projects? So, for example, some provide lyrics, others some bits and some music like separately and after they can be rewarded for that because i think the biggest challenge right now with all the ai hype around even like with writers strike and everything that the possibility to track the royalties that you will get this payment mm-hmm. <laughs> to you when you actually create something do you think web3 actually can help with that yeah absolutely i think yeah i think that's one of the the, the big there's I think there are two big opportunities when it comes to Web3 meeting meeting music. The the first one is in creating 
new revenue streams. So it's you know, having new products, digital collectibles, or new experiences. Um, so token gated access to um, to live streams or or exclusive access events. So, and I guess that's the era that we're in now, where you know, most Web three music um, projects are focused on on helping artists create new value from from the work they're already doing. But you're absolutely right in your question of you know about AI um, and um, and about payments infrastructure and royalty splits. I mean, the thing thing to remember there is there's, there's two aspects to that. One, you know, the music industry as is already has insanely complex splits of revenue. Yeah, there are there are always generally multiple writers, producers, and artists involved in the track. Just think of your you know, your average track might have a, a a five piece band, even if they're even if three of them are session musicians of kind of bass, drums, and guitar, keyboards, and a vocalist. It will probably have two songwriters. It will have a copyright owner, maybe the the label, and all of these people need to s- split each different revenue stream. And there are multiple revenue streams. There's your revenue stream that comes from streaming. There's a revenue stream that comes from live performances. There's a revenue stream that comes when your song's played on the radio. So all of that's already insanely complicated. And probably one of the reasons that, although the music industry makes loads of revenue, 80 billion in total revenues, it doesn't make a ton of profit because it costs a lot to administer that really complicated revenue share and people get paid late and they maybe don't get paid what they should have got paid and bringing all of that complexity into a smart contract whereas you know when when we sell an nft we can have as many people as we want receiving their their share of that revenue immediately and um, yeah in fact it, as you know and brian it doesn't come to us and then go to and then go to the artist it goes straight from the fan to the artist depending on whatever share they, sh- they should be getting. And, and all of that's pre-programmed in the smart contract, completely transparent, no room for anyone to have any doubts about whether they're getting their fair share, fair share of the money and and instant. So I think there's a, there's, there's going to be a, a lot of change happen um, and we hope to be a big part of it in terms of just changing the way that people get paid in music generally. And then yeah, to touch on your question about AI, I think it's, yeah, it, the one other thing that NFTs do is to give, I suppose, that certificate of provenance and authenticity. And yeah, how do I know the difference between my Drake song, which was really Drake, and and the Drake song, which was an AI pretending to be Drake? Well, when it's when it comes with an NFT, yeah, artists can use NFTs as certificates of authenticity for for their music. There's a bunch of other stuff that can be done as well, like musical fingerprinting and. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's all just all very exciting. I mean, you touch on a lot of uh, interesting points there, especially like how how RevShare could be probably changed with, I guess, simplified a lot because there's you know there's no need for a middleman. Have you seen any sort of big shift in how these I guess contracts are set up that have been working quite successfully? I mean, have you seen any I guess collaborations that use a different way to set up these revenue share that's been very successful so far? I think yeah, you know, traditionally, then it's funny that we can talk about traditionally in something like NFTs, which is still so nascent. But that yeah, you know, there would be yeah you know, at the, in the early stages of NFTs, there'd be a royalty wallet and and then the artist wallet. So that the marketplace might take their five percent, ten percent, 
and then the rest would go straight to the artist and there'd just be two two wallets involved. Now, using tools like OX splits or Reveal, we can have complex revenue splits. So there can be a project which has perhaps a recoupable fee. Um, so maybe you know, maybe Token Tracks has built some custom technology for the project or we've invested in some of the assets or we've paid an advance to the artist. Um, there can be a recoupable fee that can be managed and there can be multiple artists that can be instantly rewarded. And, and there's almost no limit to the complexity that these um, solutions like OX splits and, and Reveal can handle. On that note, actually, it brings up uh, another interesting topic. So what are your thoughts on, I think recently OpenSea announced that they're pulling up from that model of having, you know, royalties being something that's, you know, perpetually done for all the yeah. artists involved. Like, which, which side of the camp do you sit on? We feel we feel passionate about, I mean, firmly on the side of the artists. We're, we're, uh, we're you know, we're, we're here for the creators. That's, that's, that's why the, that's why the business was created to, to ensure that artists are rewarded fairly and one of the brilliant things about web3 technology is that the artist gets paid every time their work gets sold which is is fair right if i i mean we're not on video so i won't bother pulling a record off there but you know the um yeah if i sell you that record i probably paid i probably paid that five pounds or ten pounds for it in a record fair in the 90s and maybe it's worth like 50 quid now and so, but if I sell you that record, I'll, I'll have made a profit of 40 pounds and the artist doesn't make anything at all. And yeah, with an NFT, then that certificate of authenticity and, and yeah, can enable the artists to get paid every time their work gets sold, which seems fair because they made it. And, and so, yeah, what you'll never see on token tracks is us doing anything like OpenSea have done and where, and where we remove secondary royalties and we'll, we'll always enable the artists to, to receive a reward every time their work is sold. It's good to know because, you know, trust is a big thing when it comes to that. And I think a lot of people, you know, just based on that, even if they did reverse their decision, it, you know, people won't necessarily trust the marketplace, mm-hmm. how quickly they basically change their mind. Well, and also, I think it's, a, it's an interesting thing of the sort of point of centralization, decentralization. Yeah, you know, really, it's you know, OpenSea, which is a centralized marketplace, behaving in a centralized way. Yeah, you know, having worked at a newspaper in in as when when Google and Facebook were invented, I know the impacts that they're both good and bad that the decisions by big platforms can have on other businesses, and. The way that we're building token tracks is as a protocol, not as a centralized technology. So we're 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 putting the technology in the hands of our customers for them to use and build on, rather than rather than us running it all. And yeah, and we we believe it's yeah absolutely critical to sort of be be true to the founding principles of of Web three and and build a new and different future rather than reinvent the old models and um, with different companies. And yeah, you know, slightly different technologies. Uh, also, right now we're kind of in the middle of a, I guess you could say a, a crypto winter where things are a little bit slowing down. Do you have any advice for sort of newcomers to the field, people who are interested in technology and want to explore how you know they could make an impact? Uh, do you have any any advice for them getting started? Yeah, firstly, I'd say don't let the tough conditions stop you, because if you've got a great idea, then it's a great idea. So don't don't let don't let tough markets 
stand in your way of, of making a start. The the second thing I'd say is to um, be realistic and don't expect to see the sort of results that you can see in a bull market, in a bear market. It's just not going to happen. There is, you know, there used to be three trillion flushing around um, crypto, and people had more money to invest and and to experiment. And now there's a third of that and a lot of people are underwater. And so a lot of people are quite rightly a lot more risk conscious um, or, or sadly have, you know, have, you know, seen significant losses. So people are having a hard time. And so, yeah, it will be difficult building in the winter and it is difficult building in the winter, but that pressure can really drive great thinking because to be remotely successful in a tough environment, you have to do things which really create value. And I think, yeah, when you when you look at the NFT world, then you can see that, you know, the the NFT in the hype cycle of maybe January twenty two, we could you could create an NFT of pretty much anything. We could take a screen recording of us now and sell it as an NFT, we'd all end up with a few ETH with no utility, no benefit. Everything was making money. There's no value creation in that. There's no real innovation. Um and to sell NFTs now is hard. It, requires delivering something that's genuinely interesting and cool and valuable to the customer like access to a film premiere or or the chance to meet an artist or you know things things that are really valuable and and so my advice from that to anyone thinking about building now is that it's you know it's a great time to to do to do work that really matters and 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 in doing work that really matters when and surviving in tough tough times when the good times come back which they will you'll you'll absolutely fly my great advice do you have any hopes and predictions for the future of the field and the future of the control broader hopes and predictions for the future of the of, of the technology overall but yeah there'll be more use cases that have real world impacts that that's my that's my broad hope and prediction that there'll be, you know, rather than Web3 being something that sits in the corner that some people hear about and not a lot of people understand, it will become something which is as normal as a lot of the other underlying technologies that we use every day but don't think about. So that's, that's my sort of, yeah, that's my, yeah, my broad hope and prediction. And then the hope and prediction for token tracks is that we will have and we're, we're talking to about 50 different music communities at the moment about um, building on our technology. So my very confident hope is that we will we will have 50 communities building on our technology that will have millions of people onboarded into, into Web3 solutions and that will play an absolutely critical role in hope, helping that kind of broader hope and prediction for, for Web3 that it becomes something that's a little bit normal come true because people are encountering it in ways that actually yeah, add value to their lives and help them enjoy music more. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I think we're all looking forward to that future when Web3 becomes the norm. We finally graduate fully from Web3. Um, yeah, I think we are reaching the end of the podcast, sadly. Yeah, I'd like to leave you the last minute or so to leave any last words for our listeners. And how, how can they find out a bit more about what you do and what you know, good tracks get up to. How can they get involved if they wish to learn more? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, Anna, Brian, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me and, and and having me in this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And then to everyone listening, yeah, we'd, we'd love 
for you to join our community and, and be part of what we're doing. Go to tokentracks.com. You'll find our, and you'll find on there links to our Twitter, Discord, Telegram, etc. My co-founder, Tommy Danvers, Tommy D, who's a multi-platinum producer, runs a Twitter space every Monday, Monday at 6 p.m. So you can follow him at Tommy D and join his Twitter space Monday at Monday at 6 p.m. UK time. Uh, that, that he tends to have a lot of the kind of leading people in Web3 music join that Twitter space. So there's, there's, there's some ways to be part of the conversation. And then uh, I would ask that you support My Sahel. My Sahel is a project that is all about raising funds for the humanitarian crisis caused by climate change within the Sahel region of Africa. It's it's founded around an amazing song that's been created by six leading artists from that region, including people like Amadou and Mariam and Vyafar Katore. From the Token Tracks website, you'll find the My Sahel studio or equally from mysahel.org, you'll find the My Sahel studio there's a membership NFT that only costs $5, proceeds of which go to the um, go to the UN fund. All the details are on the site. And that helps you to become part of a community that's going to create change in one of the parts of the world that needs it the most and also has a host of other benefits because we'll be doing work at the um, Dubai Summit um, for COP28 and also we'll be at Art Basel in Miami but yeah, you can see all the details on the website, but please do go check out my to hell. That would be the other, other ask for support really. There's no better way to get involved than, you know, by starting off with a charitable cause. So yeah, yeah I'd encourage that too. Thank you for coming. It was a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, a pleasure having you too. yeah, no, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for hosting. Thank you for the brilliant questions. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.